we're back. <laughs> back with the jump off. Back, Goons back, in back, the back, club. Back, hey, something. Is it jump off, pump off? What's we're, that lyric? Lyrics.com. And we are, and I'm back with the jump off. Some, some, in case something jump off. See, so, no, lyrics.com, please. We'll get there this anyway. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. How are y'all doing out there? Hello, friends. My name's Trent Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And you are listening to Cold Pop. And honey, let me tell you, I have some things to get off my chest today. All right, so we're back with episode five, and I think we have some pretty good topics tonight, so let's hit it. Let's hit it. What the hell happened? You know, I just, I feel like I'm going through some things right now. That's what the hell happened. I just get some tea. We're going to relax, relate, and release today. Come on, sis. What's going on? I just, I don't know. Like, my life is just, it's not in shambles. I just am trying to, I'm trying to push through. Come on, push. We're going to push. I'm trying to push. We're going to push. This weekend, what happened this weekend? Right. What what did happen this weekend? We went out. I stayed out. So I think I went out was an understatement. You one of them Cindy Lapa honeys. You just want to have fun. Come on, brown sugar. Uh, <laughs> brown sugar figure, I was say, they it was brown sugar. Because we've been trying to figure out what that reference was for the past week. Uh, but my weekend, to be honest with you, started on Thursday night. It most certainly did. It started on Thursday night. I was, I had the opportunity to attend a fundraiser for the Chicago Gay Black Men's Caucus. And that was an amazing time there at DS Tequila here in Boyce Town. Uh, but had the opportunity to go out there and celebrate. Brought a friend. Introduced them a little bit to the organization. They got to kind of see. I actually even won a door prize at the fundraiser. So push through. Come on, door prize. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, but it started Thursday night. Keep in mind, I am on the Whole30. It's your last day. Today is the last day of the Whole30. So, yeah, I'm talking a little bit more about that. But you was but definitely not on the Whole30. I was Whole30. not compliant <laughs> as much Thursday. as I would have liked to be in this weekend. Because Thursday, I did allow myself to indulge in a few beverages and of course, with just the celebration of the evening being in that, we kind of parlayed that <laughs> on into right. late night, Thursday, early Friday morning. Oh, right. <laughs> early <laughs> Friday morning is right. All I remember is meeting up with you guys after the fundraiser mm-hmm. at Sidetrack. And then Sidetrack turned into Scarlet. I, and you know I really don't know. And then you Scarlet really turned into... Progress. Once again, I was supporting a great cause, so I want to put that as a caveat. I was supporting a great. <laughs> well, cause. the cause was, was over. Like I we were, was not was drinking done. in vain. Right. I was you supporting were a great cause. So you were not. I want to put that out there. But like, I had every intention of being at home by midnight, and for some reason, we did not get home until like one thirty. Cinderella. Ain't nobody got. Nobody you know, the glass slipper. The glass slipper was <laughs> by on. The stroke of midnight. I was trying I to be home be, by the stroke of midnight. No, look. Yes. And I could care less about it. Um, we had, but we had a great time Thursday. We did. Uh, Friday was also a little bit of a movie that was jumping from place to place. I went to Punch Bowl's social or and social. You was living your Instagram uh, life. I was living Stunned. my Instagram life, trying to you know do that. <laughs> trying to show out. <laughs> uh, so you know, giving the people you know some posts, giving them a little. Giving the people what they want. All the glitters and gold, y'all. He might have been posting, but he was tired as hell. <laughs> and you know what? I was exhausted because I did do a full day of work that Friday and then immediately 
went out. Me and my old man met up for dinner, and mm. then we immediately went out to um, a few clubs. So we went to Social, we went to Blind Barber, we went to uh, Persona. Shout out to Persona. Oh, y'all was out here we were skipping out. around. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was a really great time. We did that. Then Saturday, I had to go to work in the morning. So I was at work at like 8.30. Again. Did that. And at that point, I was running on fumes. I was like, no, 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 no. We need to. You got to lay down. You have to lay down. So right. I came back. I laid down and then ended up going out Saturday night right. as well. So you didn't come out with us during the day, but we went, uh, me and a couple of our friends went out day drinking um, and mm-hmm. we went to Rhyme or Reason, had a good little time, you know, there was the four of us there. We weren't there for very long. Day drinking. I'd forgotten how strong Rhyme or Reason's drinks are. Bunch of heathens. They Lord. were. Um, I had this Moscow Mule that was very, very good, but baby, when it hit, it hit. I love Rhyme or Reason, though. It's always and, a good time. Yeah, it was a fun time. And so then after that, we went to another friend's house for a little bit. Then we went to replay for about an hour, maybe not even that long. Came back to the house, picked you up. Everybody met back over <laughs> Not here. Not picked me up, right? Yeah. Swooped back by the house to swoop you I up. I caught a second wind, so right. I was ready to go and did that. So and then back out again Saturday night. Oof. And me and Trent was on chaperone duty, basically. Speak for yourself. I didn't start out on chaperone. I didn't duty. start on chaperone duty either. I had every intent to turn up, but once I realized that right. I was meeting the people who have been drinking since two o'clock. In the afternoon, Mm -hmm. I realized, I said, you know what? I'm never going to get to that level. No. So let me not. Once again, also in the mindset of being on the whole 30, I was like, have a few drinks, but don't go crazy. So I was like, I'm never going to get to that point. Let these people have it. I'm going to be here to just be, you know, a fly on the wall. Well, I didn't even drink that much during the day. So I was very much sober by the time we went out Saturday night. Mm. Um. But it was it was an experience, you know. Uh, a couple of our friends are a few years younger than we are, and by the end of the night, it felt like we were on a field trip and we were chaperoning. <laughs> uh, not chaperoning. They were we'll living chaperone. their best lives, okay. and I was here for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I'm all about that. So. I was here for it. Um, we ended up going after... So, okay. So, long story short, by the end of the night, me and Trenton, being the parents that we were, we decided <laughs> to um, divide and conquer. <laughs> and so, yeah. he, we divided. He took one of our friends. was like, okay, well, we're going. He needs to go home. And I was like, okay, well, our other friend, he still wants to be out here living this life. So, I'm going to stay with him and make sure that he gets to where he needs to be by the end of the night. And so, oh. we decided to divide and conquer. And... We went to end up going to fantasy, baby. We were there all of maybe 20 25 minutes, and then we went home. Oh, really? And then we because I home. did not, yeah, I had to be up the next morning, yeah. Again, so, but I mean, it was fine, you know, being the chaperones. You know, in the Bible, it says, <laughs> Let the children come unto me and do not hinder them, for such is the kingdom of God. So, you know, that that's what that's Bible, that's what that's the Bible Bi- says. That's, that's Bible, that's what so, the Bible says. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm here for it and I'm able to do that, but it was a good time, I think. Going off of our conversation of last week, so if listeners, if you didn't listen to our episode last week, go back and listen to all oh, the places that you'll go. It uh, was very eye opening to kind of have that right, right back in the and fresh, that's all I was thinking. Fresh in my mind, that's me too. All I was thinking, and I was, like, and I was like, I'm about to be nobody. I said, you know what? I said but I'm just going to be here to support 
Um, right. I'm just gonna be here to support all of my my, my single people and. You know, sometimes you got to take a. Sometimes you got to be the. What does Wendy Williams always say? You got to be the Mac in the back and just take a a back seat <laughs> and let some of the other girls get their time yeah. to shine on the in front of the camera. And I'm down. And Saturday was that night, and I was able to do that. So I was, was full on cameraman that night and yeah. was moving around to the you know trying to get people. I would call me a party planner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was a good time. I had a good time. Sunday I went to go see Deadpool two. That was a good time. Uh, shout out to Deadpool 2 super funny super um, I mean just packed with references references that anyone would get references that big comic book nerds would get mm-hmm. so really great not surprised to see that it did so well in opening I think it said 126 mil it was right there like and so that I think they said and this is deadline.com that said it was the second best opening for a rated R film Shout out. Coming under Deadpool 1. I was going to say, what was the first? I think it was Deadpool 1, and then I think after that, it was like It. Stephen King's It, maybe. All for all my headmates, tell listeners out there, y'all, we have to figure out what's going on. We need to surround June with love right now. So please, just, you know, when you're watching it, if you haven't, please catch up as soon as possible and just extend your arms. Reach it, put your hands out to the TV screen and just touch it because that's what she needs. She needs. (laughs) A hand on her. So just, oh gosh, gosh. And I, I can't give it away because you have not seen Handmaid's. Right. But I am going to make you watch it. I don't know if and I will there be. will No, you are going to watch it and there will be quizzes to make sure that you <laughs> are watching it. But, <laughs> yes. Yeah, mm, I can't say enough. Episode 5 is where it just takes a turn. I will say I watched um, Fahrenheit 451. Ooh. It was not good. No, don't say that. <laughs> it was not good. No. Now, let's be clear. I can stare and watch Michael B. Jordan look at a wall and and still be entertained because, you mm. know, you got to support hubby. You know, you got to really right. support him in anything that he does. And I told him that I would be there for him through goes. hella high water. So go. bad right. films and good films. You know, you can't have a good, <laughs> good stream all the, the time. You know, we had Black Panther. That was great. He rode the wave. He was coming <laughs> off of a high. He was very excited. I was like, babe, that's great. Fahrenheit 451. I'm not quite sure right. how this is going to turn, but, you know, I will be their support. The movie was trash. The movie was terrible. I remember reading the book and, yeah, again, reading the book. some stuff was left out for sure, but it was just very segmented, very just very quick, very okay. quick. But once again, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan in that movie, you Always. know, I could look at my man all day, Never every day. Fails. Never fails. Never fails. That's what I did this weekend. Okay. Um, anything else? No, that's it. That's what the hell happened with my weekend. All um, right. I'm well, still recovering. Still. <laughs> so let's move on to um, church announcements. Church I know we have a quick church yes. announcement. Yes, yes, yes. Church um, announcements. Mine is actually the same as yours because this is all about you next week, boo. Oh. Uh, all about you. So we're going to let the people know what's going on. So if you've listened, I've talked a little bit about, you know, some of my philanthropic efforts and endeavors. And I started an organization called BUDS, um, appropriately named after my father, um, who's passed on. But it's dedicated to helping students of color back in my hometown pursue higher education. So we are doing a fundraiser here in Chicago, uh, for, actually for the organization, um, on Thursday, May 31st. It's going to be at Replay Lincoln Park from 6 to 9 p.m. And it's $10 a ticket. You get a drink ticket. 
and it's free games. And but, you can come meet us. Yeah, so come meet us, come hang out with us, all of those things. If all For all my people who are uh, not in the Chicago area, but you still want to donate, you can't come, but you still want to donate, you can, please go on our website, and that is www.kybuds.org. And under the Donate tab, you'll be able to find out all the ways that you can donate to the organization and support us. But if you are in the Chicago area, I would love to see you and come have a drink with you. I'm fresh off of the Whole30 starting tomorrow, so I'm, you know I'm going to be ready to turn up. On Thursday, May 31st, replay Lincoln Park from 6 to 9 p.m. Yes, and once so. again, if you still want to donate, go to the website, www.kybuds.org, okay? Yep. Please go out, donate. Help them. Help the children, y'all. Help the y'all. babies. Help the children, it's y'all. It's for them babies. So. Them babies. Yes. Who's, who's caused them babies, the, the kids? That's the kids. Mariah Carey. Right, yes. The them babies. The Carey Cannons. Yes. Okay. So. Cool. So that's all the church announcements we yes. got. Let's get into what Let's we go. came to get into. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. All right, so our next segment is a new segment I have entitled Absolutely. I love the name. We're going to be talking about apps, um, dating apps, Grindr, Tinder, Scruff, Jack, you name it. We've probably all been on it. Him, not so much anymore, but me, baby, I take my cycles. Yeah, I don't have them on my phone now, but there was once upon a time. Once upon a time. (laughs) They were, so... Well, I'm going to use this opportunity (laughs) to use absolutely as story time. Okay. And so in my best Wendy Williams impersonation, once upon a time, there was a boy named Marcus. Okay. She always goes, once upon a time, there was a girl named Wendy, when she talks about her past. (laughs) So once upon a time, there was a boy named Marcus who met this boy on Grindr. And, you know, we striked up a conversation or two or whatever. And, you know, it kind of moved along to we exchange numbers. I'm going to kind of paraphrase this because I don't want this to be extremely long. And so we talked for a few weeks or whatever, and then he decided to, uh, you know, kind of disappear a little bit. I was like, okay, well, that's going to be that, you know? And then he would randomly text me every now and then, and I would, you know, kind of give him a short answer. And so then I decided to give him a a taste of his own, you know, give him the same energy that he was giving me and ignoring text. And so then... You pulled a him on him. I did, and he wasn't about that, because then he kept blowing the phone up. And so I was like, okay, okay, well, and so then, you know, he kept trying to suggest that I send him indecent photos and i was like no i don't do that but you could suggest we actually meet up for a date and you know that caught him off guard he's like okay well let's meet up so fast forward we meet up this was and all and full disclosure this was like two weeks ago so (laughs) this just once upon a time two weeks ago two weeks ago and so we went to meet up at a bar by our house. And so I called my lift. The lift was $3. Got all the way over to the little bar, which is connected to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, about literally maybe a two or three minute drive. I could have walked if I wanted to. But, you know, mm-hmm. she was trying to be cute yeah. and trying to be late and, you know, make an entrance. Right. Okay. I get into the bar. It's very, it's a big bar. You know, um, it's empty as well. And I see him sitting at a back booth. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's him. I distinctly recognize his face um he did not look like his photos that he sent me number one 
that's neither here nor there. We go to sit down. We start to talk, have a little small talk. There's a lot of awkward pauses, a lot of awkward silences, things like that. Okay. I'm leading the conversation because he's not really talking much. And, you know, it's one of those very awkward first meetings or stuff like that. Um, and so we get to just talking, where are you from? How old are you? Do you have any siblings? You know, just the basic general conversation. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, he decides to say, um, I'm not really for small talk. You know, I like to really get into the conversation and the topics. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, well, what topics are you suggesting? <laughs> right. I'm like, <clears throat> okay. Well, what topics are you suggesting? And he says, um, you know, things like abortion or gun control. I said, oh, those are oh, really heavy topics. I said, that could backfire on you. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, the reason you have small talk is so that you can gain context on people's perspectives. So that when you get to those types of conversations later on down the road, as in like a fifth or sixth date, maybe, but not on a first date. <laughs> hashtag maybe. Right. Hashtag maybe. I don't think that's the right move of action there but he was persistent and i was like okay well what do you want to talk about well let's talk about how you know, abortion how i'm anti-abortion and i was like you could do what i thought a record scratch in wait. there i said <laughs> wait what excuse me yeah you whoa because he had like moved on from it very quickly i said uh, let's yep. rewind rewind bring it back bring it back anti-abortion <laughs> What? Wow. Okay. I said, why? Who, who, what, when, where, why, how? <laughs> what happened? How is this? And he was like, yeah, I just, I, I feel like I'm anti-abortion. I said, well, what's your reasoning by I that? I feel like. His words for verbatim mm. were, I don't want one of these hood rats to kill the next Bill Gates or the next uh, president. Uh, uh, purse. And like... <laughs> I'm trying to process in my mind. I'm like, okay, do you have the time? Do you not have the time? Do you have the time? Do you not have the time? I decided I had the time. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay, so what makes you think that you have any type of control over someone else's body to begin with? Mm -hmm. Crickets. Couldn't answer. And I was like, mm-hmm. Right. I said, okay. <laughs> Secondly, that's a very interesting perspective you have considering that you know, all everything that's going on now and, and the culture that we're living in now. I was like, that that's very surprising that you think that. And so we talked about, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I'm trying to move along here because, girl, there's a lot. And so, you know, he tries to sidestep the question and I answer. Mm -hmm. I had visibly laughed in his face when he said, you know, he was anti-abortion because I didn't know. I, <laughs> that's yeah. neither here nor there. Okay. Neither here nor there. And so we get on to the other conversation, and for some reason, once again, it goes to gun control. And he was like, oh, yeah, I think everybody should be allowed to have a gun, you know, especially okay. assault rifles. Once again, screw mm -hmm. record scratch. Well, wait a minute. Why? What, where is this coming from? And I was like, he was, and he had said, oh, yeah, I think everybody should be able to, you know, own a gun and be able to own an assault rifle. And I said, and exactly what are you going to do with that assault rifle? Are you going to go hunting Hell. with that assault rifle? Are you going to go into the forest and start mowing down all of Bambi and her friends? And the for I said, an assault rifle for hunting is unnecessary. And being an Eagle Scout, I've shot many a guns. Hmm. An assault rifle is not necessary. That was like, if I was keeping a scorecard, baby, like we're already down to like, if 10 points was what you started off with, we're at like two <laughs> right now. You know, I had so already decided like this was a wrap. Like there was no more. It's a wrap. Right. And so before I even had a chance to like really end, because we were still talking about gun control, he was like, yeah, we everybody should be able to have a gun because when the government falls, we're going to need them to protect ourselves. Yeah, nah, he's on handmaid's test. And I said, I said, wait a minute, protect ourselves from who? And he was like, from each other, because you're going to need that. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I literally had a dear white people moment.
moment, and I was like, I'm going to ask, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but I'm going to ask you a question. Are you a conspiracy theorist? And he was like, yes. And I was like, grab my <laughs> shit. It's time, time to go. Check, please. Check, please. The waiter came by. I was like, would you like another drink? I said, no. Not today. Not today. <laughs> he paid for the drinks. And by the time he finished paying for the drink, the it. lift was already on its way, honey. <laughs> you ordered it in your pocket. Oh, or, or, <laughs> ordered it before he could even pay mm. for the drinks. Was out of there in a heartbeat. And then had the nerve, he had the nerve to try to text me later and be like, oh, I had a good time. I'm like, nigga, what what? world? I said, that did not go well at all. That was one of the worst first dates I've ever been on. And he was so lost. Yeah, and he was like, wait, what? What What are you talking about? Explain. I was like, no, that's what I'm not about to do is explain (laughs) anything to you. (laughs) End of the story. Ooh. That was an app date that I had, and was probably one of the story. worst dates I've had ever. That is for sure a hard story. From an app. I can't. I'm going to use absolutely yeah. as a story time. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Success stories? Any success stories? I do, and we'll save that for another podcast. Okay. I can't give you too much. Okay, I will. I, I will say, you know what? Let's end on something positive. I will say that uh, through an app, I was able to reconnect with a former classmate mm-hmm. through an app. Um that I had no idea was gay, and I think that that was because of the app. Uh, it's funny who you run app. into, isn't so, it? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually able to connect with a former classmate, and we had a little, um, we had a whirlwind romance for a little bit. So, that was good. So, that was a success story. So, okay. that's positive. Right? I have plenty of success stories. Okay. Well, we'll um, get to them on, We'll get know, to them in a, in a different podcast. Later episode. Okay. So, All that's right. my absolutely for this week. Okay. Let's move on. On to fizz or flat. Okay. All right. So, couple of topics. We're going to run through these pretty quickly. You know, we have this. We tr- we try to do this really quick rundown um, of all the top moments in pop culture within I'll try to the be past. Concise. So, yeah, and I will as well. So, uh, first up, of course, I mean, if you had to be living under a rock if you didn't hear about all the royal wedding coverage that went on this past weekend with the marriage of Prince Harry and Miss Meghan Markle. Um, Duchess. D- uh, excuse me. Duchess of, Duchess of Sussex. Uh, <laughs> That's what I always but say. It, you know, I think for, for me, what I think I took away was this was her way, <laughs> very similar in terms of like what I've seen other people do of like, I don't need to tell everybody I'm black. I don't think America or anyone else really expected to see that. I thought it was just going to kind of be like, you know, hey, this is the way that things are done over here in Buckingham Palace. And if, you know, fall in line, or get out. So I, I'm glad to see that she was able to incorporate certain things uh, with, within the wedding. And, and, and that was super positive to kind of have that, like, that infusion of black culture within the wedding. And not only black culture, but American culture. That mm-hmm. was also a big piece. We, you know, with um, Bishop, Bishop Michael Curry, who is from Chicago, mm-hmm. who, who spoke, and the Kingdom Choir, who sang Stand By Me. Um, Stand By Me. They also did a couple of, uh, another song, um, oh, the cellist. Oh, yeah. The cellist. Um, and I don't... Sheku Mason? I, I think the name is Sheku. Please it. forgive me, Sheku, um, if, I'm, if I'm saying it incorrectly, but the 19-year-old cellist that won Musician of the Year um, over in Britain. I Apparently, he comes, really from cool. a, he comes from a family of prodigy musicians as well. So and like I could believe parents it. and stuff <laughs> are too. I totally believe it, um, who, who was there as well. So it was great to see all of those certain pieces and then of course 
you know, are the infusion of like our American celebrities over there. Mm-hmm. And so being able to see all of our people slay, Serena came in shutting the game Obsessed. down. Like braids. Yes. Like I just Ugh. Yeah, like black as that wedding was, it had to be some potato salad <laughs> and macaroni and cheese. And I, I want to know who made it um, and what it tasted like. That's the only thing that. As long as Karen didn't make it. it. <laughs> as long as Karen didn't do that potato salad. But I, I wanted to. But I really did want to know. So, but um, Are you that giving was us cute. a fizz or flat? Total fizz for me. Mm, okay, so I'm going to give a fizz to the celeb, Serena, Oprah, everybody being there in the ceremony. Mm-hmm. I'm giving a flat because I really don't care about the royal wedding. I don't you care. Are, you're just a hater. You mad I don't care. Prince Harry and chores. That's what Pretty much. About. I do love the fact that I saw the meme that had Meghan and Carrie and the carriage and she was looking at the camera over her shoulder and they said, when your master plan finally pulled through, <laughs> was it when, you, when the plan that you've been I've scheming seen, for 10 years yes, finally I've worked. I've seen so many memes because they had like a photo of her outside of money, Buckingham honey. Palace when mm-hmm. she was like a teenager and they was like, you know, she came back and got the man that she wanted. Right. When your like, grand schemes finally were like, paid what off. What are you doing with your life? So, right. But yeah, total fist, uh, total fist for me. So I'm two-sided on that, but whatever. Okay. Well, moving on. So the Billboard Music Awards were last night. Let's talk. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so uh, the Billboard Music Awards came on. Um, from what it was reported, it was kind of one of the lower ratings that the that the shows received um, in past years, it was up a couple against it was up against a couple of titans like American Idol as well as a big NBA game. I'm but the, the Western towards yeah. So, um, but I mean, there were there were a lot of good things about it. There were some things, of course, that I'm just not here for. And I think you know we've talked about some things in the industry as well. I think right. within you know previous episodes, Kelly Clarkson hosted, which. I can kind of take your leave. I didn't. Re- I didn't get to see the show. I just watched the performance. I can kind of take your leave. Kelly Clarkson hosted. It started out pretty positive. She did like a. She did a. Um, she spoke to the the school shootings mm-hmm. uh, that were re- that recently happened, and she asked. She said, "You know, hey, they wanted me to do a moment of silence, but we don't need a moment of silence right now. This is the time that we really need to act and use our voices." So mm-hmm. that was a really nice piece. Um, that she did, but you know, as the show went on, child, they just kept popping her in and out of certain things that she had no business. Of. She showed up in the Salt and Pepper uh, performance, and I was just like, "Here you come, effing up the groove, like mm-hmm. why?" So, I mean, I really could have take um, Kelly. I really could take it or leave it with Kelly Clarkson hosting, but I think what I took away mostly from all of the performances, which were, you know, in hand, you know, oh, there were some okay, and there were some that were really great. I think. The new school versus the old school, it definitely shows in terms of the artists that are out here. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of our newer artists, and they have to grow into it. Like, So I want to say that they have to grow into who they are as artists. But the idea of showmanship and audience engagement and all of those things, it didn't come as clear to me with the performances that I saw last night. I so, go to... Okay, go, well, no, go ahead. No, I was like, I'll go to... Um, the Ariana Grande performance. Right. I go to the the um what's that girl's name? Dua Lipa performance. So okay, so let me stop you right there okay. because let's do this. So let's go through these then really quickly Ciao. and fizzer just let's do a quick fizzer flat and a okay. quick why. Ariana Grande flat flat dead. Dua Lipa flat flat. <laughs> um, Christina and okay Camilla flat. flat. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> like, I'm just like, where is the showmanship? Okay. Where is the audience engagement? We're Who's developing these girls? Right, okay, so Christina and Demi. 
I would give them a mild okay, fizz. Okay, I'm going to give them a mild fizz because the vocals were Killed. there. And like Demi has shown so much growth. growth. Yes. Yes, like she's really, she's developing. Someone mm-hmm. is working with her and it shows. Mm-hmm. You can tell that someone actually does have a hand and it's like, let's do this, let's Get do that. Get those vocals together. <laughs> you need practice. practice. Right. Yes, exactly. And she did. Um, and it shows that someone is working with her. But yes. I go to like people like that. This Khalid. That, and so this is the other thing. This is some someone is also working Normani's performance. Oh, Fizz, honey, Fizz for sure. Someone is working with her. I'm gonna give Normani Fizz for sure. Khalid, Khalid flat. Yes. I'm glad we agree honey, on this. When I tell you, I, after that performance. Normani is coming. Yes. And and everyone needs to get ready. Beware. Beware because she is on her way. She said, I'm gonna come and give you a full moment, a silhouette. I'm gonna give you a breakdown on the floor, and then I'm gonna get up and sing live. And honey, she she turned that thing. I can tell you this, like, and I'm a fifth har- I was a fifth harmony fan, so okay. I was riding with her back in the day. Her vocals were one of the weakest in the group. Mm. And so to see her come solo now and watch her continue to develop, like the vocals have gotten stronger. The stage presence have always been there. I just feel like when she was in Fifth Harmony, she had to like tone it down okay. because she couldn't outshine the other girls. Yeah. Because she was clearly the best dancer in the group. Mm-hmm. And she was clearly the one who had the most stage presence in the entire group. Now, with this performance was light years ahead of what her and Khalid did on the Tonight Show. Okay. I watched that Tonight Show. That performance was dead by both they of them. They didn't get to work. But this performance, she now said. she could have been lip syncing to a pre-recorded track for the beginning part of that. Mm-hmm. But when you give it to the girls like that, you nobody can cares. That. No, I, and I feel you on that. <laughs> nobody think, cares. You know, I think, once again, it's this idea of development, artist development. Yes. And someone has to work with you. You have to kind of learn your way and who you are in terms mm-hmm. of how to engage your audience, um, which, I mean, was personified through all of my vets who came out last night. Mm-hmm. So I'll go back to your girl, J-Lo. Came in. That was a fizz for me. Very fizz. She did it. Yeah, I said, she all right, girl. I said, that's, I said, that's what knows. I'm looking for. You know, she... And that's the other thing, too. Like, the choreography. Like, We're talking she's about entertainment. Still doing it. Yeah. Yes. Performance she's like doing, entertainment. And then, like, just the, you know, the ad-libs, the audience engagement. Like, getting people up. It's so sad because thinking about it, I'm like, man, I'm comparing this. I'm comparing everybody's performance to Beyonce's Coachella performance. And, mm. like, it's just, it doesn't stand up. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't live up. Like, where is the... The performance no, no, no. factor. I mean, and like I said, you know, where's the show? I know you've only there. got like three or four minutes to do, but you can like J Lo put on a show right. and in those four minutes. And that's that's the piece about it. It's like you know, I go back to Ariana Grande's. I go back to the Dua Lipa performance. These big, huge stages, the sets, and sets yeah, and very and all elaborate. Stuff. And it's just and like you just walked around. You don't need all that, honey. Mm-hmm. You don't need all that. What Beyonce said: All I need is a mic and a light. And uh, Normani said: All I need is a silhouette she and said, a stage. And she said: I'll dance on the floor. <laughs> and literally, <laughs> she danced right literally. on the floor. She said: I'll roll around here and then get up. She showed you that you, you don't moment. need these steps and columns, Ariana. But, um, this big flamingo doing right, Lipa. You won't yeah. need so I think that it's, like I said, it was personified with my vets last night. J Lo came, shut it down. Janet, oh my gosh, yes. Janet, she because Janet started out a little bit too early. She said, "Bruno, you talking too long? I'm ready to kill it." <laughs> yeah. And so she, you know, she interrupted Bruno and said, "Janet Jackson." He just gave it to her. 
But I mean, just that idea of having that amount mm-hmm. of time in the game and still being able to kill it. Icon. It's just, yeah, icon. it is. It's totally iconic. So let me ask you this then, because now I've just brought up a question. Do you think, and I would use Ariana Grande as the exception to the rule because her vocals are so on point. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of these artists have these very elaborate sets to kind of distract from the fact that they can't give it to them in like a really Possibly. good performance? I, I, no, I, I think that, I think that that is To kind of help fill some of the noise a little for bit. For sure. I think that that is something that has been put out there as what, is a the smoke and lights, the smoke right. and mirrors of everything. Right. Uh, so I I totally get it. I totally see it. You got to give them something to look at if you're not able to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So for someone like who Ariana Grande, who really for me could just stand there. Thank and you. Sing. you. That's what I've been saying. Sing, I was like, stop trying so to powerful. dance and you could just thank stand you. there and sing. Thank you. Like, like, give her a mic and give her a little spotlight and let's do this. Like, we don't need you doing all yeah. of this climbing up and down steps and stuff like that. Because yeah. number one, you ain't going to do nothing but fall. And number two, <laughs> the, I mean, I understand this aesthetic that you're trying to go for, but yeah. it, it's taking away from the song, number one, mm-hmm. and number two, from the vocal performance that we know you can yeah. give. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's just, it was like, I mean, I'll just, I, you can't say it enough. It, it showed who's been doing it for years. Right. She can take a page from Christina's because Christina knows how to get up there and just stand and sing. She could. I mean, all of those girls last night could have sit and I just sort of said, put them on the front row and (laughs) let them watch Janet, let them watch uh, J-Lo, Salt and Pepper, and then Vogue. Those girls came to kill. And Salt and Pepper, see, that's that's the idea of you don't need to do all of that. Now, of course, they had dancers and things like that. That's them fine. girls came out just like they've been doing for years. We're going to come out in these jackets and we're going to push it. We're going to ask about what a man and we're going to talk about some sex and we're going to give it to the people and had people going off. Yeah. Had people going yeah. off. In Vogue looks so good last they night. They don't make them like they used to. Them girls look so good. Like how you looking like... They don't make these beats like they, they used really to. They really don't. make these I beats. just, yeah. So, I mean... That, those are a big, those are the big highlights for me of Billboard Music Awards. So, uh, well, overall encompassing, are we giving Billboard a fizz or flat? Fizz in the idea of bringing out some of the the best people in the game, honoring people, giving them their roses while they're still here. Mm-hmm. Okay, flat in the overall production value because someone needs to be working with those girls. Like you need to. Fill your roster of performances with people who are going to be able to bring it and engage not only the audience that's actually there, but also the, the TV people on home. TV yeah. that's, that's going to, you know, add, give you your numbers. So I only watch award shows or anything for the performances. I care less about the awards because we all know that that's irrelevant any days now. Big winners for Taylor and Ed. Yeah, whatever. I care about the performances. And so I'm going to give Billboard a flat because the only performances I really liked were J-Lo's, Christina and Demi's, um, and Janet's. Janet. Salt and Pepper's performance, I think. I mean, was, I feel like that's a given, Yeah, too, they killed but, it, too. Yeah. So. I, I mean, that. I think that reigns true to your point. It's the OGs. Like, a lot of the, the, the new girls, all right, and, and besides Normani. Yeah, Normani was exciting. I, I think that that was the kind of, that was the icing on the cake of, like, right. we have all of these vets, but we have someone who's just coming and budding and is going and to blossom like, yes. into something that is... Crazy, like I'm. I'm not ready. I hope somebody cultivates that and really yeah. gets her own point. It sounds like someone is. 
Um, so, so yeah. Okay. So that's that one. All right. Last thing in Fizz or Flat. The Obamas are coming to Netflix. So earlier this week, I mean, late last week, Netflix let it be known the the Obamas have actually signed a multi-year agreement um, for creating their own shows, shows docs, docs, and production, all of those things. Yeah, producing. Um, so, and it's going to be really focused, not some on their stories, but also just telling other people's stories, inspiring stories. I'm super excited about this. I think, you know, I want to know what they're going to come up the with auditions? next. And this is also on the heels of Vernon Sanders, mm-hmm. who was at um, NBC, who was at NBC for years and did, um, he oversaw shows like This Is Us, uh, The Will and Grace Reboot, those types of things. And now he's moving to become the new co-head of Amazon Studios. And, you know, Shonda Rhimes just signed a deal so with Netflix. It's yeah. a different space to where these people are leaving these Titan networks that have reigned for so many years and now mm. moving to this digital space where, you know, we consume um, TV mm-hmm. and documentaries in such a different different way. Side note, the only documentary that I have not yet pulled myself to watch because I just don't know how I'm going to feel about it mm-hmm. is that Rachel Dolezal documentary. Uh, I just Every time I look at it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. I just, and then I watch the trailer and I'm like, okay, I can't do this right now. Yeah, every time I see I can't a twist, do it. <laughs> no, I just get mad. I'm just like, I can't do this like, right now. We'll, yeah. we'll try again later. I yeah. can't do it. So, um, for the Obamas coming to Netflix, Fizz or Flat? Fizz. Ultimate Fizz. For Absolutely. Me. So that's not even a question. Right. So, but that's all for me. <sighs> let's. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Let's get into you this next segment. Deep side. Okay, we're going to, like I said earlier, I relax, relate, release. Here we go. And these are the gays of our lives, mm. honey. Mm-mm-mm. So, okay. So the other week... I had a conversation with a friend um, that started out very, you know, light and playful at first and ended up lasting like a good two hours because we could just not agree on this topic. Is monogamy in the gay community becoming a thing of the past? I've got several questions that I want to ask you. And so that that started the conversation. And then it got into, you know, well, what it was that I was looking for. I was explaining what it was that I was looking for or what I was hoping for. And I said, okay. you know, I'm a jealous person. So, you know, I will not be able to do the, oh, well, we're going to be in a relationship, but when you want to go have some fun on the side, that's fine. And you're going to force me into agreeing with that. I can't do that. I yeah. won't, not even a can't, I I, I won't do that. I, that's not me. And so then we got into how, you know, what was it because how I was raised? You know, I was raised in a two-parent household. My parents are mm-hmm. still married. I think it's 33 years now, you know. So, I mean, that has, you know, that has set an example for me and what I should expect and what my standards are. Mm-hmm. That led to the, the meat of the conversation where he said, maybe my expectations are putting pressure on potential suitors that they don't want. Uh, so in other words, saying... You're scaring them off. Yes. Or I'm huh. pressuring them into monogamy when maybe that's something that they don't want to do. Or maybe <laughs> I, my expectations of monogamy or wanting an actual relationship are putting pressure on them to be in a relationship when maybe they don't want to. What? And so, Wait. So, okay. I'm, no, go No, no, no. Because I, I know. So my first question for you is just, um, is there an expectation of loneliness? 
and the gay community? Like, do people are are, are people are people content with the fact that? Oh well, I'm just going to be out here skipping around from one bed to the next or one guy to the next for all of eternity, for all of you know my existence, and not really expect a actual commitment and responsibilities to that commitment. I think that there, I think that question is two different things. I I don't think overarching there is the expectation of loneliness in the gay community. I don't think that that's true. I do think that we have enjoyed the ability to frolic and be flexible under the guise of, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to um, correspond to hetero norms Mm -hmm. and, you know, we can do, you know, we can do whatever we want because, you know, we're, because we're in a homosexual relationship. I think that people operate under that and use that as a big umbrella to say, that's why I can, you know, that's mm-hmm. why I don't have to subscribe to the idea of monogamy because that's such a heteronormative thing. I, I do feel like in there, in the deepest part of yourself, there is that want, that need to have that companionship. Um, and whether that is like a long-term thing, maybe not. Maybe people have seen like really bad relationships in the past, been in bad relationships, seen really bad examples of relationships. And that is, you know, maybe, you know, put them off later on down the road. But I think that people enter into the idea of seeking companionship in order to have some type of connection. If that makes sense. It does. But then what you were saying leads into the next question I have for you, because the other part of the conversation was that I should expect to or I should be open to other types of relationships beyond just a monogamous relationship. And so my question, and again, my second question is, is when you say that everyone wants that commitment, can you get that commitment, but still be wanting something else on the side? Or could, you know, could somebody satisfy you mentally, but not sexually? So therefore that gives them more to go and satisfy that fetish because you know that you're still going to be at home. And you know, like, I know you're still coming back to me kind of mentality. My response to that was, is if I knew that you had a fetish that I wasn't into, why would I put myself in that situation to begin with, mm-hmm. knowing that we weren't compatible on that level? Right. Because I want to have fun, but if that's something that I'm not into, I'm not going to try to pursue something long term when I know that there is a stark difference in how we get down sexually. Right. Exactly. I think that that's number one that's one thing number two you also this idea of like fetish and all of that stuff you people really need to get priorities straight as far as what is important you know we've talked people have talked for years about the 2080 rule mm-hmm. um and the idea of you know having um you know there's a there's some checks and balances that have to have with in terms of finding your mate if there's that one aspect that you have to have that is a non-negotiable don't put yourself in those situations. If that's a non-negotiable, like I have to have, you know, so-and-so in terms of, you know, the physical component of, right. of, a, of a relationship. I think that people, <laughs> and I'm not going to say this is, I'm not going to say it's very widespread in the gay community, but I do think that people have allowed themselves to maybe hold on to that one thing. Of that they're not getting in a relationship 
for fear of commitment. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a big, huge thing of like, oh, well, you know, that they don't have that one thing. So that's, and I have to get all my needs. You know, I got to take care of my needs. So I'm going to be over here. But they do have 99% of what I want. And that's the reason. I think that that's more of a fear of commitment issue and not necessarily an idea of um, we need to explore different types of relationships. Because at the end of the day, I could love you to death, but if you don't, you know, want that one small thing, that's not necessarily going to be in the bigger picture as important as everything else that I'm getting from you. What is the expectation? You know, and this is the part that really sat with me the most because it was said from what I was expressing, the feedback I received was that I am putting this expectation slash pressure on people for a certain thing that might be why I am alone mm. or why I have not yet found what it is that I am looking for. And so I, I really had to think about it. And, you know, we like to write things down. Uh-huh. And we've done this before. And so I decided to write down what it was my expectations were because I don't think they're outlandish. And we're talking about expectations in terms of... A relationship. Build, okay. Or, you know, when you look, when you what you are looking for in someone. Number one, expectation, comfortable with who you are as a queer or gay person in this LGBT community. Okay. That was a, that was an expectation of mine because I okay. feel like if you know who you are, then that says a lot about you. You know, no slight to people who are still trying to figure that out mm-hmm. or anything. I've been through that. I know what that feels like. And I feel as though I am finally on the other side of that. The second expectation was just ambition and both your professional and your personal life. Is there some ambition there? My third expectation was to just be a straight shooter. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Very simple. I think what comes with that is honesty and everything else that kind of encompasses that. You know, if you say you're going to do something, then do it. If you say that you, if you can't do something, just say you can't do it. My fourth expectation, which is, you know, maybe a little superficial, but it's just the whole being active. You know, I want you to be active um, physically, you know, as in doing outdoor activities. I've grown, I grew up in an active household, you know, being Mm -hmm. a Boy Scout, being on sports teams and things like that, you know, and so I love to do stuff outdoors. And so I would love for that to be a mutual interest. Okay. That's it. And number five, just have a good heart. Don't be a shitty person. Those are my five expectations. Are those unrealistic? Or I don't are those think that they're unrealistic. I think number one, number one, you have to make sure that you are really subscribing to those five and only those five. That's like the thing. So use that, and that's pretty. Those are things are pretty easy to remember. I think that if you keep those in your head and you subscribe to that and only those, then I think it's fine. I don't think it's totally outlandish. And I think that everyone should have some type of expectations in terms of what they're looking for. My last question for you, and this is kind of where I want to wrap this up a little bit, because I could. there's so much more I want to talk about, but I think we may put this in a different episode. <laughs> okay. But should you be open to different types of relationships? And when I say different types, I mean... From monogamy to open relationships to, I mean, like, what is that like? And maybe we need to bring somebody else in to kind of talk about this. But what is that? What is that like? You know, is there a pressure to be open to something that you know is not going to be good for you? No, I don't think that you have to be open to any different type of relationship other than the relationship that you actually want. What are those things that are important to us in terms of? being in a relationship and uh, supporting one another. So I like, so, okay, for instance, like let's say 
knowing what where certain buttons are. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. But there are certain things that, you know, I'll say it joking in jest, but with like an underlying... You know, mm-hmm. a beat of truth with a beat of truth joke. in there. Yeah. So, for instance, you know, my old man, he he has um, friendships with a lot of his exes, right? Mm-hmm. And that's you know that's a that that's a big thing for me. So I have to kind of be you know a little bit more um, open. I, I mean, I have to be a little bit more open and receptive to knowing that I built that I'm building trust with him, right? Okay. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be open to the idea of you know, your mate going out and having, you know, relations with, you know, they're free. You don't have to be open to that. You have to be more so open to the idea of allowing yourself to trust more, mm-hmm. to allowing yourself to be put into these spaces where it's going to challenge you um, because that's what's going to make the relationship stronger. But, you know, for instance, that's one thing that I might, I might joke, you know, and just say it and just like, oh yeah, so-and-so, so you, you're going to see so-and-so or you're texting so-and-so or, you know, any of those things. But, you know, there might be some underlying truth with, with un, you know, within that. Mm-hmm. I think you can um, have all of the respect and honesty and th- things in the world. But in your head, you know what you can put up with and you know what you can deal with. So I don't think you have to subscribe to all of these other types of relationships just because someone is telling you, that this is the way it is in the community. That's not the way it is. There are still people out there who just want regular ass relationships, just me and you, and forget everything else's background noise. There's people who want that out there. I think just to kind of sum it all up in conclusion, it, it, the way it was said, and this is no slight to him because, you know, again, he's he's turning out to be a good friend and nice to kind of talk to. Um, he's also a little bit older, but the way that it was said was... It made it sound like that it was condescending to my thought mm. in, in wanting to in wanting a monogamous relationship, and it was kind of like, honey, you need to like open up, open your horizons, and like get with the new or whatever. That's kind of how I felt, and I say all of that to say is that I understand, you know, the, um, the open relationships and the polyamory and things like that. Whatever it is that you want to get into, yeah, honey, if that's you. Right, but but I also understand that I know that that is not for me. I know that I am a one man man, <laughs> and that's it. I have seen open relationships in the past and how they function and how they work, and it's just like I could never do that. Like, nor would I ever want to do that. Number one, it's just it's too many rules. Like, I girl couldn't keep track. That's an added stress or pressure that I don't even want. And number two, most of the times that I've seen open relationships, they've ended because somebody broke the rules. Mm-hmm. Th- that's happened on numerous occasions. And I even can bear to say that I've been the person that they've broken the rules with. Oh, shoot. He done went there. Okay. So, I mean, if we're going to be all the way honest Girl, here. Just lay it on the altar. Put it on the altar. I'm lighting my cigarette. She has lived, okay? <laughs> and, and I... but. I, all of that makes a point because mm-hmm. I've seen both sides. And so I've seen, you know, how we think it's successful or those two people in that open relationship think it's successful. But what they don't know is their significant other, honey, is over here doing this, that, and the most without telling uh. you. But I'm not allowed to say anything because they're a friend of mine. Or 
I've been that person that this person has messed around with. Mm-hmm. It's never been by accident or me unbeknownst to me. So, I mean, okay. I can take ownership of that. Girl, yeah, go ahead. Now, tell them. I could definitely take ownership of that. But I'm just saying, like, there was this one inst- instance where I was talking, I, when I lived in San Francisco, I was talking to this boy who, they were in a open relationship. His boyfriend knew who I was, saw a picture of me. They wanted me to, like, be involved in a threesome. And I was like, mm, I don't think that that's me. Mm-hmm. But I was very interested into the boy that I had met, you know, not his boyfriend. So we continued to see each other, but there were rules. And I couldn't spend the night. There was no, like, um, meeting up without the boyfriend knowing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was only on Child. specific days, okay. you know? and I, I, But I adhered to that because, again, like, I was in on it. And needless to say, it didn't last very long. Because, yeah. again... I'm not built for that. That's I'm not, not built want, for that. So. And I felt like that I wanted more for myself. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you, your conversation, I would have taken it with a grain of salt, really. They're coming from one point of view and coming right. from, you know, as someone who's apparently, quote unquote, lived or whatever, but has lived their life and how they want to interact with, you know, with people. You have to do what's there for you and you have to trust and know that the the type of relationship that you're looking for that you will find it um you there are those like-minded individuals who want those types of relationships as well so finding someone who's on the same page with you is basically what what has to be done so the question i have for everybody out there is monogamy becoming a thing of the past yeah girl i'm asking you who's that (laughs) (laughs) is that your phone that's siri over here playing games siri's over siri wants it on the combo too she said are you asking me (laughs) she said girl i don't know but the question i'm asking everybody is is monogamy in the gay community becoming a thing of the past how do we feel about that let us know i want to know because this conversation could be definitely broadened and include more perspectives that maybe we're only seeing one side of it or a a half of the equation here so let us know that's all all i have for gays of our lives okay all right all right moving on to the butterflies in the sky we're bringing back reading rainbow this week for one special purpose i'm already over it and it was to let the uh, Pied Piper of R&B, Robert Kelly. We can drag him. To, he, you need to sit down somewhere. Sit down somewhere and don't get up. Put your seatbelt on and don't get up. Okay? Because if I have to see another story, another headline, it's going to be me and you. And mostly me. Okay, Robert? So, if you haven't heard the latest, you know, the latest um assault from a woman named Faith Rogers has kind of come to uh come to fruition in terms of a lawsuit in in New York City. Uh Faith Rogers has reported alleged assault. Alleged assault. Thank you very much. And she's currently yeah, she's suing him right now. Um that he held her against her will and that he abused her and he failed to disclose that he had a sexually transmitted disease. So he is now going to be brought up in terms of um, court cases for this event that happened in March of last year. She also said that R. Kelly criticized her for being 
boring um, in terms of bed. My question is, number one, who is still messing with R. Kelly at this point? After everything that you've heard, and Faith, this is no slight to you out there, love, but what woman in her right mind, I mean, this is now decades and decades of reports, videotapes, and, you know, other things, who would still be interested in this man? Who still wants some of R. Kelly? I don't get it. This is also paired with, mind you, Lifetime recently just announced that they're going to be doing a documentary Child. on the um, some of the victims of oh, okay. you know of past women of you know of, oh, of his assault. Oh, about to say they're a documentary on R. Kelly. Like no, 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 of just like the same. families of you know young girls that R. Kelly has abused over the years. Mm-hmm. We've looked at him as kind of like that uncle that you know you just got to stay away from. Not me. You know we're gonna. He's still welcome to come around the family and everything like that. But it's this uncle that you. You know, just don't let the kids around him keep, you know, keep the kids away and it's going to be all well or good. I'll say two things and that's going to be it. Number one, remember this boondocks clip? I remember it. What the hell is wrong with you people? Every famous nigga that gets arrested is not Nelson Mandela? Yes, the government conspires to put a lot of innocent black men in jail on fallacious charges. But R. Kelly is not one of those men. We all know the nigga can sing, but what happened to standards? What happened to bare minimums? You a fan of R. Kelly? You want to help R. Kelly? Then get some counseling for R. Kelly. Introduce him to some older women. Hide his camcorder. But don't pretend like the man is a hero. And stop the damn dancing. Act like you got some goddamn sense, people. Damn. That clip right there that y'all just heard. Says everything that I need to say. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag mute R. Kelly. The streets have been talking for years. Right. So where there's smoke, there's usually fire. There's no way that people keep saying the same and things not about you for years and come right. up with just, I mean, evidence after, you know, a, you know, story after story after story. I think it's part of, you know, us as a community, number one, because there are still people who will support him. There are still people who play his music. If it comes on Pandora, it gets skipped. Mm. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. I don't don't listen to R. Kelly music I don't want any R. Kelly. No support Um, here. You know, I don't care how good I believe I Could Fly was. Was. Um, (laughs) Or Ignition. Or Bump and Grind. Or Trapped in the Closet. Or Trapped in the Closet, which was a masterpiece. For me, we just have to kind of get around to this idea of how is this man still able to walk Girl, around? Girl, stop trying to explain it. Like, how? And, like, let it be. How? We don't need to and explain it. Like, no, right. Nobody. I've heard, Nobody. Reports, I've heard reports of R. Kelly. And, like, these are friends who've lived in Chicago for years of, like, R. Kelly will come out to, to the high, high schools. schools. Yes, I know. Yes. I like, think we was in the same yeah, room when we heard like, that be story. Outside, like, Lurking. But not only just like, I mean, to like all kind of different high schools. Just like when make the rounds at high schools when students would get out and just be out there hanging out with all the like the little young girls. Like, it's just, it's sickening. R. Kelly, sit down somewhere. And that's what I got to say to you. So that's all I got for reading Rainbow. Preferably in a jail cell. <laughs> exactly. That's all we got. You know what? This was a very good episode. Ciao. I feel like I'm just going to get some things off of my chest. I'm glad you did. I hope you feel lighter. Um, I'm just going to say what I learned from this episode really quickly was number one, open relationships are just not for me. Number two, I watch award shows for the performances and I'm 
tired of being let down, mm-hmm. majority. And number three, R. Kelly, you know what you can do. <laughs> For me, I am excited to see what continues to happen with digital television. And in addition to that, yeah, we really need to, as a community, to hold R. Kelly accountable. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the Cold Pop Show podcast on Instagram at Cold Pop Show. We've been posting a lot of good content on there, or Trent has as our yes, social right. media coordinator. Um, just some cute little photos up here you from know. this past weekend. If you want to know what, what the hell happened, yeah, <laughs> you can see all of our you can see all of our outtakes, our charades, and, uh, charades shenanigans um, as well. Um, or you can also follow me on Instagram at Trenton Rashad. Yes. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter at Marcus Drew Steele with a D on the end. Thank you guys so much for listening. We definitely want to know if you have any comments, questions, or you want to um, suggest a topic. Please feel free to let us know. And also don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a comment on our iTunes page and our Google Play page. We're trying to get that rating up. And share with a friend, too. Share. Sharing is caring. Spread so the share word. this podcast. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. This week. I know y'all was watching, watching last that week. Girl, get her off. Get wow. her off. That was a slight read. Um, and that's fine. That's fine. Bye. Bye. Bye.